I think a lot of people miss opportunities to be with some really, really great people because they're thinking a too much about what other people are thinking and B they are not really 100% with themselves so they can present themselves in a relationship as as, it's truthful. So you can have a relationship with someone from an honest space. Hey, it's me, y'all, Jazamar, and I am here for another episode of The Great Overthinker. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's Juneteenth in a couple days, so I hope y'all are getting ready for the turn up. Hopefully y'all are also getting the day off. Everyone should have the day off for this day. Um, But yeah, good day, good week so far. Today I have someone on the show who has become a friend due to our connection with another really, really good friend of mine who's in the best friend list for me. Um, But yeah, he's hella cool, hella talented, hella low-key about his talents. So yes, (laughs) with that, I welcome (laughs) Henry. Henry, Henry. What's up, what's up? Yo, what's so funny is, um, you know, I I say Henry, R-A-Y-Y. I need to stop (laughs) doing that because like when I'm typing now, I put that, but yeah. So Henry, letters. I know, right? That's why I do. I have it in my notes. I have Y, Y, Y. So, you know, I just like being animated with it. But welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to to chop it up. Yeah. How's your week been so far? Whew. Well, I always feel like short work weeks make you work for it. You know what I mean? I um, I had Monday and Tuesday off. I was celebrating my birthday last weekend. I just turned 32. Happy so birthday. I took a little, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I took a little extra time, and then I hit the ground running on Wednesday, just jumping into it. So I'm, uh, and I'm recovering because uh, I'm, I'm on the West Coast right now. So I'm working those East Coast hours on west coast time and these like mm. 6 a.m intakes and curriculum planning is just not it so you know <laughs> i'm keeping it together i'm trying to hold it together yeah but then you get off early right so isn't that's good yeah i do i get off early i wish i could take a nap but instead i just end up kind of like being tired for several hours and then kind of losing my mind at the end of the day but um yeah you know I'm adjusting still. It's been a couple of weeks, but I'm still adjusting. I hear you. Um, where in LA are you? I'm actually in the Bay right now. Oh, you did say yeah. So, well, you said West Coast. Yeah, yeah, West Coast. Yeah, so I'm I'm in the Bay. I'm in the suburbs in the Bay Area, which is not where I'm from and not really where I enjoy, but it is where my family can afford to live right now so uh, i'm it's been 10 years since my family has been out here in a place called el sobrante and i still have not adjusted to that suburban life but you know Um, it's a work in progress i hear you i hear you well again thanks for coming on the show you know i was going to read you if you were in um la it's like um Mind you, I feel like I. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the last time I was in Brooklyn, though, I didn't come to see you, so that was my fault. You didn't. That's true. I I didn't have that much time. I was like, 
I gotta mm-hmm. keep my peace. I can't see everybody. My, my heart no, is there, facts. but I can't. So I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm like, look, if y'all can't make it, fine. I get it. Especially for those who like have family and stuff in a place. Like, um, go see your family. It's okay. Right. No, the last thing you need to do is be extra exhausted on top of traveling and trying to do your thing. So exactly. But yeah, but trust if I was in LA, you'd be getting several texts and several rounds of drinks. So Ye honored. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna change the structure up a little bit. Usually um we go into like our who well, our overthinker part. But first I just wanna ask you, um, I'm lying. What we usually do, we go into our, our wheel of randomness. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. tell you why we're switching things up in a second. But um, I'm going to ask you just who is Henry instead. So who is Henry? Yes. Who is Henry? Henry is, um, well, my name is Henry William Welcher Oliver Third, a.k.a. Yes. Hank, a.k.a. I'm Henry Hank, a.k.a. The New Kid. <laughs> AKA my ancestors' wildest dreams, yes. AKA sweet honey belly Hank. So mm-hmm. I go by many names. <laughs> um, but yeah, lately I've been going by Hank, which I know is not how I was introduced to you, but um, but definitely Henry Hank is me. I am a black, queer, fat man. I use he, him, his pronouns. I am a Gemini sun, Cancer moon, Sag yes. rising. What is I am. <laughs> I am a helper, aspiring to help myself. You know, I'm out here. I'm, I'm, I'm exploring me. So the list goes on and on. But that feels like a good place to start. Yeah. You know what's funny though? I actually was introduced to you as Hank because I remember, um, like, I would call you Henry, but in my phone, like when, like last uh, summer when we started doing like the music stuff. Uh, in my phone when I touched you, it said Hank. And in my mind, I'm like, well, why would I have Hank? But his name is Henry. And like, I wasn't really connecting it. And then I was also a little embarrassed because I'm like, well, why? I can't tell them, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that is Hank and it's incorrect. And then um, our other friend that was like, Hank, something she said was Hank. And I was like, what? So I had already changed it to Henry and all this other stuff. So like, I didn't get the association that Hank was a nickname and like it didn't make sense to me but yeah, yeah. I so, get that I mean I have a lot of names I have three first names I don't think it's common knowledge that Hank is short for Henry no. and I often introduce myself as both which makes it even more confusing so I feel like you know maybe that's the Gemini thing you know I need two names to, mm-hmm. to really cover all the bases <laughs> yeah it's all good Cool. Um, so you are on the great overthinkers. So before we, you know, get into things, do you consider yourself an overthinker? Absolutely. As much as I reject the stigma of it, I 100% overthink. Um, I'm an anxious person, even though I think a lot of folks may not. I mean, people who know me kind of peripherally probably wouldn't think that, but folks who really know me get it. And I think I spend a lot of my time being indecisive um i spend a lot of my time fortune telling you know pretending i'm raven and can see the future and then (laughs) acting accordingly um catastrophizing yes i'm always in my head it's one of my favorite places to be honestly 
Wow. Well, you make it sound very beautiful. Because I know some <laughs> people may think it think of it as like a negative thing. And I, you know, I even said this in the trailer, you know, starting the show, like overthinking is it has range. Like it could be negative for some people, it can be positive for other people. So it's really just your perspective and how you you manage it. So yeah. Thanks for yeah. sharing that yeah. part. Um I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like it it um it offers a skill set that can help or hurt, right? I think that's like kind of what it is. It's like you can think things through, look at things from all angles, but you can also have looked at something from all angles and then keep going and now you're just stuck looking and not actually doing. So I definitely get the the gift and the curse part of it. But you know, we work with what we got. Yeah. Well, at least you're moving. That's that's the only thing that, you know, you don't want to, no one wants to be overthinking to the point where they're not moving forward. So um, mm. it's really cool. I think most of the people who I've talked to who are overthinkers have found ways for themselves to make sure that they're moving forward and, you know, they can check in with other people and themselves. So I'm here for it. Um, so I'm excited for today's episode because, you know, we were talking about well, what do we want to talk about and a couple different things like, you know, came up and I was like, well, how do we make that concise? I don't really know. So <laughs> I came up with something different and I didn't tell you what it was until like, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, but this episode will be a will of randomness episode. And I'm calling it the Will of Not So Randomness episode because um, I kind of modified some things on there based on our conversation and, you know, things I want to talk about. So, you know, I sent you the will and what you'll do is basically spin mm-hmm. and whatever it lands on, I'll tell you what, you know, what you have to do, what it requires. And we may, you know, have a conversation around that item. So usually we kind of just move on after it, but, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, if it makes sense to share more we'll do that if it doesn't then we'll just move on to doing it again or spinning the wheel again but that's what this episode is about so surprise (laughs) cool i'm with it i was wondering why i was like damn these are hella small like why i know on this wheel my my bad (laughs) (laughs) because typically there's like maybe maximum five so yeah there's a lot on there now right and i know it's like an entire rainbow of color got me i know but it's squinting at my phone right (laughs) Well, it works because it's pride. So, yes. Right. Um, so, yeah, whenever you are ready, you may spin the Wheel of Randomness. All right. Here we go. Spin, 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 spin. This is my song. I don't remember that song. Spin, 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 <laughs> spin, 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 spin. All right. Word. Word. So word is, what is the best advice that you've received from someone? Mm. I mean, the thing that really comes up for me right now and this like, this lasting kind of like mantra is uh, joy and pleasure are not the reward, they're the fuel. Mm. Right. So, you know, I think personally, I'm always kind of working towards getting somewhere where I feel like I can be joyful or celebratory or, you know, like take that, take that rest or, or, you know, get to that, that party or whatever. 
um, and kind of working, working, working to get to that place without realizing that like if every step towards where you're headed isn't kind of informed by your pleasure, isn't informed by your joy, you're going to run out of fuel and you're going to be running on fumes, hit empty and then just stop. So, yeah, I think that's it for me right now is like, like let every step be joyful, right? Don't, don't wait till you get there to be joyful. Yeah. Now that seems very, like, I'm, I'm so for it. What do you do though? When you're like, I don't like where I am. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> Ooh, like, yeah. it's shitty here. I don't know. Like, wh- what do you, yeah. how do you find the jo- joy in that, that? That is a great question because it do be shitty here. Like, for yeah. me, like, I hate it here sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it starts with just like knowing what makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have that kind of awareness of, what feeds you, what fuels you, what like motivates you, you know, it's hard to fill in those gaps when you're like, Oh, like, could you use something joyful there? Or, you know? So for me personally, I would say lately, um, what's been bringing me joy is, uh, being outside. Now that outside is opening up. Um, you know, my community brings me great joy. Um, finding uh, ways to move my body in a way that is like gentle and loving and not on some bullshit. Um, And that makes me feel really happy, like starting to dance again or, you know, just like... You're a dancer? Sweating. I Yeah, I mean... I did not know that. (laughs) What should you be dancing to? You jazz, you hip hop? Oh, no, yeah. No, I I did uh, some hip hop uh, in school and a little bit after um no jazz not yet anyway <laughs> i pretend i got these vogue hands but my hand performance <laughs> is off <laughs> that's so cool yeah i mean i definitely hear what you're saying regarding the joy i mean i i feel like i'm in a similar space like you know there are some days i'm like this is ugh, what is happening but mm-hmm. i do think i have been able to find the joy in Everything, I mean, what I'm trying to do is just be more intentional about things that I'm doing. So mm-hmm. in doing that, things are starting to make more sense for me, even though I'm like, I don't like what's happening or if I get mm-hmm. to that space. So I'm really just trying to listen to what my body is telling me, what my intuition is telling me. And usually mm-hmm. it's trying to get to the joy, you know? So yeah, I feel like it's a constant journey. I don't think it's easy for anybody, but yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. That's a, a really good, uh, you know, line of advice. Where did you like hear that from? I'm I'm trying to remember. It was quoted by somebody who was quoting somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, like you know, citing folks is important. I don't want to cite the right or no, you're I don't want to cite the wrong person, but mm-hmm. um, I want to say I heard it from. Um, someone who I follow on Instagram, their name is JT Perry. They're, uh, uh, black churchy mystic, queer disabled femme. And they were quoting somebody else who I cannot remember now. And I must do better at 
No, you good. You human. But, <laughs> but yeah. It's all good. Well, you gave but the original I love what you said too. Like, I love what you said about like being intentional about it too, because that's the other piece of it. Is like if you're not scheduling your joy, it's not gonna fill. It's not gonna just come to you, yeah. right? Like that. That part. That part is like it, because we schedule everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So why not that? Yeah, I'm here for it. That was cool. Um, I was gonna ask you something. I forgot what it was. Hmm. It'll come. Right. All good. So, are you ready to spin again? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is really fun. I was like, I should have this for a long time or what? Like, I'm scared, but. (laughs) This feels like very low stakes, too. Like, I was a little, you know. I know. I had them them jitters, but this is just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. This is perfect for an overthinker, in my opinion, right? Exactly. We don't even have time Mm -hmm. to get too deep into it. (laughs) I was thinking about you. All right, all right. I stand. That's what we got. I stand is just <clears throat> who do you stand and why? Who do I stand? I stand me. Oh, and- you better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Yo. Where at, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know if it's my Gemini season, all these eclipses and retrogrades and whatnot. I'm just like, you better have a yeah. foundation so got you is there a specific reason you would say that in this moment Ooh, um honestly to keep with that attitude like i can't think of a specific reason not to stand myself but um right now i just feel like i'm i'm just making moves you know i feel like different in an important way than um and i don't know if it's just like the awakening after the whole panorama, the <laughs> unlearning of things, yeah. that like crazy experience or whatever it is. Um, I just feel like I'm making moves, honestly. And um, as used to being humble as I am, like we can't really afford that, right? Or I guess I'll speak for myself. I can't really afford to be humble mm-hmm. in an environment that would that would rather me be quiet or exactly. invisible or conforming or whatever it is, right? So yeah, yeah, I love that. Cool. I was like, you know, obviously I'm thinking of a celebrity or something like that, but hell yes, you better stand yourself. I mean, <laughs> you know, that makes me think about like standing my friends. Like I get mm-hmm. so excited <laughs> when they're doing things. Because I always feel like, and it's not like it's directly related to me, but I'm like, okay, there's a lot of movement in my circle. I feel like I need to do some stuff or some things are coming my way too. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just so cool to see my friends step into themselves as people. Um, I don't know, defend is the word, but like I've heard conversations that they have um, regarding defending themselves and standing up Mm -hmm. for who they are. And it's really beautiful to see because I think, you know, had this been, I don't know, 30 years ago or something like that, like the things that my friends would be talking about uh, would be very different. How we view life, Mm -hmm. how we um, show up at work, all those things would be very different. So I'm really excited for everyone that I know in my circle is just like, like you said, making moves and 
the conversation and the growth that comes from that is just like I fucks with this. Right. Yeah, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Jazz, I, I, can I ask you, where do you stand about you? Am I allowed to just you, you turn their back me. on you for a second? <laughs> you can. <laughs> um, what do I stand about myself? I think, um, I don't know. I'm really just proud of the growth. You know, I mm. remember um, when I got together with Clay, we were talking about just growth, like having a growth mindset and not mm-hmm. really knowing what that meant. You know, at that time, I think it was like, oh, we, you know, you, you're just trying to be a better person and whatever that looks like. And I feel like over the past few years, I've been able to, because I'm an overthinker, I think it's easy for me to analyze things, but like analyze mm-hmm. things within myself. So like jazz, what kind of person do you want to be? What do you want to do in life? And how do you get to those things? And not really focusing on the journey as far as it has to look a certain way. It's just like, mm-hmm. just be free, be happy, as happy as you can be, surround yourself with cool people and things will work out, you know? So I'm happy yes. and, and stand that I'm able to do that. I can celebrate my friends. I can celebrate myself. And it's just been real cute. <laughs> it sounds real cute. I you stand know? me because I'm happy and free. Come on now, it's a whole lyric. <laughs> All right, I stand. It sounds like, uh, what's that Maya song, Free? I stand me, single, sexy, and free. <laughs> oh, I just, I've remixed that, but yeah. It, it's been really cool so yeah Dope. that's my answer Dope. uh yeah are you ready to spin one more time no not one more time but yeah again. let's spin again one more again mm-hmm. one more spin i'm gonna start calling it all right, right. <laughs> i did what <laughs> I did what is basically reflecting on something that it doesn't have to be a regret because I know people are like I don't have regrets but something that you did you were like <laughs> I just cannot believe I did that I'm trying to think of like the the podcast version of this because you know uh, <laughs> liquefying our bodies trying to be right. born, so <laughs> what comes to, to mind first is like ooh how did I sit in that shame and still like myself but um, oh, wow. honestly like when I'm thinking about this and trying not to be too deep about it mm-hmm. the way that I'm hearing it is also like damn I cannot believe I did that right and I don't oh. know if you intended it to be more of a oh. like Take it there. Oh, like I'm sitting, I'm sitting with this, but this is really like I can't believe that I did this thing that I never thought that I would do. Right. So mm-hmm. um I would say, and I promise this is not a shameless plug, but mm-hmm. I honestly can't believe that I had a moment in my life where I prioritized my art, produced this EP of my own songs, and then put it out into the world. Like, I never really thought I would see a moment in my life, you know, like I've always been a creative person. I've always considered myself a singer um, and an artist, but practicing and investing my time and my energy and, and shaping things around my art as opposed to the other way around, I just like really didn't see that for me. And so having this period of time where, you know, I found a job that allowed me to work 
part-time. I ended up um, connecting with um, someone who had like studio space that wanted to help produce this thing um, with me and and then um, put in the work to like get this this EP together and then putting it out, you know, and going through all of the like copyright and you know the like publishing and stuff like that i was just like mm-hmm. if you would have told me that i'd be on all platforms not to say that it's hard i definitely was like oh anybody could be on all platforms but like <laughs> but like if you would have said that to me yeah. with like a few songs of my own i would have been like nah probably not in the cards for me but i did that so yeah Yay. that's that's what comes up for me super proud of you and you know this is one of the topics i want to talk about so you know um i'm glad you went there but obviously you know you mentioned being a songwriter singer you low-key produce as well um Mm. but you know what has that been like for you like you know being a songwriter being creative um stepping into your talents because i know there are so many people that are talented but they choose to go this other route and there's nothing wrong with it because mm-hmm. there's different definitions of success, which I'm defining for myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a singer songwriter, you don't have to have like this celebrity or famous person sing your song to be considered a songwriter, you know, or mm-hmm. a singer, like you can have your own EP out that you share with your friends and you are a singer. So just d- right. redefining what success means has been really important to me um really owning my gifts and exploring them so what has been your relationship mm-hmm. with you know your gifts because you have a lot of them oh well i appreciate that um those facts <laughs> i i <laughs> i i definitely think that i'm still on that journey it's a it's definitely a work in progress but i think um you know, like growing up, I don't really remember, like as a young young person, like a kid, being like, "Oh, like I'm a singer," right? I think I was like, "Oh, everybody around me sings." Me and my cousins are always singing in the car. We sing at school, um, and then I think I started noticing like people reacting to my voice in a specific way, um, where it was like, "Oh, like." that little kid actually got some pipes, you know, like, and I didn't, you know, do any training. I didn't grow up in the church or around other really like other singers or other musicians. There's definitely a bunch of creative people in my, in my family, but um, no vocalists really, um, or like self-identified vocalists, you know, a couple of folks can definitely sing. But, um, and so I think it wasn't really until I started performing at, Um, uh, I went to a circus and performing arts camp as a kid and having the focus of what everybody was doing be performance is when I kind of realized that like, oh, I could really have a shot here Mm -hmm. with this. Um, and, and I think for a long time and I still continue to this day to struggle with like really intense stage fright. Um, really? to the point where it like affects my voice and like my voice shakes and I always feel so so nervous that wow. I haven't perfected like turning that into like energy and presence and I think I definitely like end up cooling off on stage in the middle of like the second song kind of you know yeah um but I think I think the moment that I feel like 
you're kind of speaking to that came up for me is like when I would talk to myself before going on stage, it was like, yes, you're nervous. You're not going to be able to take that away. That's just part of it. So bring it with you, but maybe like stand next to it on stage and try not to stand in it. But also like, you know what you can do on the stage. Like, you know that. So by the time I got to the place where I was like, I know that I have something to offer that people came here to see that people come back to here, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can focus on that and actually just live in that and step out of that nervousness, like that whole moment is when I most feel like an artist. And I don't know if that really makes sense, but it's like this, you kind of have to like step into your creative self and the spirit of your own creativity in order to give when you're on stage, right? Like you have yeah. to step into that. And in order to step into it, you have to believe that it's there. So I think that for me was a sort of like aha moment of like, yeah, you have that. That's like a part of you. That's a huge part of you. Um, yeah. How long did it take you to get to that space? Ooh, about 32 years. Mm, that's your whole <laughs> I life. Think I, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always working to stay there, right, as much yeah. as possible. Um, and I think there was a lot of weird things along the way that would, would try to have me believe otherwise, right? Like there was a time, I remember in middle school, it was like, oh, boys don't sing. Oh, wow. Like that's, that's gay, right? Like boys don't sing. And I was like, well, little yeah. did we all know, like I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay, but also, you know what I mean? Like, um, but also it, it just really messed with me. Cause I was like, but I do sing and I'm a boy. What does that mean? So where are we? Like, I don't understand mm -hmm. how that could possibly be true. I'm like living proof. That's not true. Yeah. Cause like, listen, you know, <laughs> right. Listen, literally. Um, yeah. You hear this? Right. So, Yo. But I yeah, I think I had to like really grow out of that. Wow. That's so funny. Like, I don't know why I was listening to that story as if that's the first time I've heard it because for mm -hmm. myself, same thing. I don't know. When you said that, I didn't realize that I thought at that time that boys don't sing. Or mm -hmm. if they did, they have to do it in a certain way. Or mm. I don't know. Whatever celebrities were doing at the time, that's why I was like, okay, if you're going to do it, you have to be them. But if you're just out and around the house, like, you can't do that. Also, my voice was, you know, at the time, high. So I'm like, okay, that ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. And people right. are already mistaking me for, for a girl now on the phone. So right. I, there's so many things that, you know, if I'm talking about music, I didn't explore that until way later because I was so insecure and I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was pulling out a part of me that I wasn't, that people wouldn't accept. So I was like, well, mm -hmm. let me just suppress that. So I'll just write in my room and to myself and just keep it there. And it wasn't until I was in college where I was like, well, let me kind of explore it a little bit more. But yeah, that's so weird. Like the, the shit we think of as kids, which makes sense at the time. Mm -hmm. But when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, Jazz, you were absolutely tripping. So, right. 
yeah, completely what? tripping, and so was everybody else. Right. Well, did, when did you start songwriting? Um, I mean, I feel like when I was when I was real young, I was like, oh, I gotta write like raps, right? Like that's what I right. was right. I don't really remember writing songs as a young person, mm-hmm. and then maybe around like. Like late middle school, early high school, maybe is when I started. Like, I think that's when I started being like, you know what? Like, I can do this thing. People seem to enjoy it when I do. Um, let me let me do this in a more public way. But I always felt like writing to me felt very much like being struck by having something to say. Like songwriting mm-hmm. does not come easily to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I can just think about something and then like stuff flows mm-hmm. like i don't have whatever this gene that like her has or like sia has where it's just like the gift is is word and then they also happen to also have the gift of voice too like i don't yeah. necessarily feel that way so for me it always comes down to like my feelings being intense where i have something really specific mm-hmm. to say which i think is where good writing comes from is like having something to say and for me um i guess i just always don't so um i think one of the first songs i wrote was just like you know like oh when we're all 15 and we have feelings like it was very that (laughs) yeah yeah um but still, like, it was a slapper, honestly. Like, to this day, people are like, remember that song? Do you remember it? Like, will you sing it? And um, and then I was just like, okay, well, people seem to, like, also enjoy that thing when I have something to say. And then I kind of just stuck with it and, and worked. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to work so much harder to write than I do to sing. Wow. Hmm. I didn't know that, but interesting. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we, we did a... Um, Last summer, you know, our other friend was, I want to say her name, Alana. She, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, well, what she sues me for saying her name? She might. I would not be surprised right. if she was like, uh, I mean, I can yeah, edit that 10 out. 10 cents every time. Right. Um, I only said it once. So fine. But, you know, last, <laughs> last summer we decided, I mean, since we all are songwriters, you know, our friend got us together to right so we had you know different challenges probably once a month and we were given or we'll find a track and we all write our own songs to it which was so cool because at the time i hadn't really wrote a song or hadn't written a song in a very long time and i was like oh there's a full song i I have not done that but also at that time i had things to say and i think we all did Mm -hmm. so i didn't realize that that was kind of a challenge for you but again being that we had things to say, I think, um, I mean, it was a very different time in all of our lives. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. That actually would be a little bit easier, but I didn't, I didn't know your history with songwriting. Um, but yeah. I would ask my last question before we, we move on. Uh, what is, what is songwriting to you now? You know, you talked about kind of getting through stage fright when you have to perform, you talk about your songwriting Mm -hmm. process, your thoughts about your own voice, putting out your own music. Like there's a lot of, you know, feelings I I hear around songwriting and your music. So what is songwriting Mm -hmm. and music for you today? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I love that question. Thank you for asking it, actually, because I I think even just like that motion behind me thinking about how I want to answer just feels good. So thank you. That's um, good. I think um, for me, you know, like it feels so deeply spiritual and, you know, like I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. My family was and is like spiritual, but not necessarily religious. Um, and like, you know, I, I would argue that like for many black folks or folks in the African diaspora that there are aspects of our culture that is just, um, that are just highly spiritual. And so for me, um, I feel like the best way I can put it is like music is always where I heard God. Mm. Like that for me was like the, the most like beautiful, significant, like important thing, um, would come from like, when I heard music, right? Like music just moves me. It can, it can hype me up. It can make me cry. It can make me think it can like make me feel, you know what I mean? It's just like all of these things wrapped up into it. And so for me as a singer, it feels like it's my honor to be a part of that experience. You know what I mean? Like to be able to be trusted with song to to be able to like join in this like this um this like choir of people who who have this gift and and can share it and and make people think and feel and hype them up and you know what i mean and so for me it's this like ultimate expressive tool um and it is also so healing and um And I think right now, part of what feels so strange is that, like, I feel kind of disconnected from the way that I consume music or even make it, right? Um, um, I love right now how comfortable I've gotten, like, just singing in the shower. And I'm really, like, having my own, like, revival tours in the shower these days. And it feels great. But it was something that really kept me going for this last year. So it's also, like, not just a tool for expression to get a message across or to take a stand, but also this like really deeply healing thing. Like I feel like, you know, they say that like when people think about like why cats purr and they have this idea that like part of the frequency may contribute to their body's healing. Like when, mm-hmm. when cats are sick, they also can purr. And I know that feels like a random fact, but I feel like it's the same thing. Like the frequency of my voice feels healing to me wow yeah so i feel like it sits there for me wow that's beautiful oh my gosh (laughs) okay we're done i want you to speak on that no no because (laughs) first of all when you were saying that i just wrote in my room i was like well thank thank god you you stopped doing that and and shared it because i continue to be impressed with with what you're bringing to the table, both in your writing and in your vocals. And I want to hear what, um, what, what music and songwriting means for you and, and how does that sit for you right now? Hmm. Baby, it's a deep question. Um, <laughs> right? I was Got like, you rubbing I, your knees. Right, mm. baby. Let me close my bathrobe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tighten it up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, it feels like it's like a relationship. That's kind of like what it feels like. Mm. Um, music for me and songwriting and just the gifts that I've been given. Cause you know, I'm not, I don't see myself as like, I'm this, the best of, of anything. Like I, I love to draw. I love to, you know, sing. I love to songwrite. I love to dance. There's so many like creative mm-hmm. artistic things that I like. And, um, when I'm in that thing, I'm in it, you know, but I think because mm-hmm. music is so easily consumable, like, you know, you hum a song, you know, from a melody or you hear a beat or whatever, and you know, you can be walking wherever and it comes to you and you can actually, um, exercise that at that time. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, it, it feels like depending on where I am, it is extremely fun. Uh, it mm-hmm. is there is a spiritual spiritual aspect to it as well for me, um, but it's almost like I feel like I have to practice it, and I or I'll just fall mm-hmm. out of it. So you know, there are times where there are droughts of me just not writing, but it's because I'm not like I may not be in a space where I don't really feel like writing or. Right. You know, life is just weighing me down. I'm just like, you know, there's I'm sleepy, so I'm going to bed. I don't feel like writing. Or, you know, I what I want to do is get to a space where I can starting start to to pull from that in my writing. But um like it just feels like a relationship. So like if you don't spend time with that person, like you may not know <laughs> about them because mm-hmm. you're not, you know, engaging with them. So that's what it feels like for me. So when I'm in it and I'm, I'm writing and I'm, you know, you know, we did our thing last year with songwriting uh, exercises. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, jazz, like you can really do this. Cause I don't think about it. Right. Like, oh, it's just something I can do. And uh, whatever. <laughs> and also, cause I don't feel like I'm the best at it. I don't, I don't think of it in a major way, but you know, I have people, talk to me about stuff that I've written, you know, within the community and they've, they've heard mm-hmm. and it feels very genuine as far as what they're saying. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Or, you know, there's times when I've written things and I don't know where it comes from. Like it just, mm-hmm. okay. First verse done chorus done. Second verse done bridge. Here we go. Here's the melody. And I'll hear the music. Right. I, I don't really produce, but I'll hear it. So when someone's producing it, I'm like, Nope, you got to change this or yeah, the structure is a little different than a typical song, but this is what I'm hearing and this is what I want to be. Mm-hmm. So those moments are so, and I'm pretty sure you have those too, but it's like, this isn't mm-hmm. me. I don't know. This is the God thing you're talking about. It's like, whoa, right. this is dope. So very spiritual, um, relationship based. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how I, I see it. And, I don't know. Got to keep keep at it because yeah. I don't I don't want to, you know, become distant from it because it's very easy to do that with everything going on. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a lot. But I love that. I love music as a relationship. It makes me want a T-shirt that says "Music is bad," and I feel like I it was to say <laughs> after this, right? Music <laughs> is my other book. <laughs> right, right. I think it's such a good 
good way to think about it. Jazz, you're so thoughtful. I'm all right. How, <laughs> how do you find the time? Like, I'm just like, what? damn, like so intentional and so thoughtful oh. about things and, and very well organized. When's your birthday? March 18th. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. Is that what you're asking me? Is this, is this Pisces? Are you giving Pisces? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'll be like, I'm that person. Like, what are you? Oh, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I want to know what sign you are. So. Okay. Um, We're going to dig into your birthday. Please do. I'm a rising, um, <laughs> I'm a rising Virgo and I'm a, that's I'm, what I was looking for. My, my moon I, is cancer. I was just like, where's the Virgo energy coming from? And yeah. there it was. So well, there you go. <laughs> but but yeah, me I mean, I don't pretend to be an expert about the stars, but I was like, jazz is giving very Virgo right now. I know. But... It's in there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love this tangent. It was dope. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to share with music before we spin the, the wheel again? Uh, what do I want to share? Um, you don't have no, to. No, I would encourage everybody to go listen to jazz on all platforms. Oh, my gosh. And, and you too. you're not, you're slipping. <laughs> well, okay. You. I mean, yes, me too. But also, like, this year's show. Like true. <laughs> Very true. Thank you for the plug. You're the best. All right. So we're gonna spin the wheel. Spin in. What do we got? We got live and in person. Live and in person. So that is if you could bring so it sets up there's a scenario. So say for instance mm-hmm. it's your your birthday. And you can bring someone to your birthday event. And it's it's small and intimate, so it's not like a concert mm-hmm. per se. Um, but they're a performer of some sort, past mm-hmm. or present. Who would you want to, you know, give you a little birthday performance? Mm. I, I would love to have an intimate, like, concert with her for my birthday. Mm, Capital H, capital E, capital R. I just, (laughs) I live for good singers, you know? Like, I feel like there's a lot of interesting music happening right now, and there's a lot of really smooth, like, kind of um, innovative stuff happening right now. But at the end of the day, like, I stand a vocal, right? And I, Mm -hmm. like, as a a vocalist, I'm just like, ah, I live for good, voices and her she just has like one of the most phenomenal voices right now and she's from the bay so obviously i'm with it and i just like the talent just like emanating from her and like the like i'm i'm low-key upset because (laughs) she's like what hi she's dumb young and doing big things which i love to see and I'm like, like, okay, like drive yeah. all of us then on your way to success. But <laughs> that would be that would be beautiful. I would love that. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I was telling someone like her had like if you're sleeping on her, <laughs> if you're sleeping on her, um right. <laughs> you're messing up. Because with her being so young. And I've seen like glimpses of other things that she can do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, by the time she gets 30, 40, like she may be a completely different artist. Who who knows? Right. But there's something there that is like 
beyond her years. Because even, mm-hmm. what was I listening to? Oh, when she sung with um, Jasmine. Jasmine, they did like mm-hmm. this live thing. And I'm, I'm listening to, to her and I'm like, what version of you is this? Like, I've never heard you sing in this way. And I think maybe, you know, Jasmine can pull something out of her. Not saying she mm. can't do it, but she's just giving you something different that we are not used to. And I'm like, well, I, yeah, I don't know right. what to do. Yeah. To, to, to the girls are jacked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how I am. Right. Yeah, I'm just really proud of her and like where she goes. All right, so we spin in again? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's spin. Oh, yeah. All right, we got Did You Know? Did You Know? Did You Know? Did You Know? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, do you know where that's from? <laughs> did, did You Know that? Yeah, I mean, I changed it. It's Do You Know. Tell me. Do, do You Know? He's here. You are never. It's Michelle Williams. Um, oh, I see. I know you. No, I was, okay. I had was, didn't you know, didn't you know? Remember What's that, that song? song, The Rain? The Rain? Mm-mm, I don't know who that is. The Rain, like, Kingdom Rain? Spelled all kinds of different. T-H-A, there's a Y somewhere. Oh, no, you got to send it to me. I don't know who that is. Anyway, okay. I'm just going to say that your Michelle Williams and my <laughs> The Rain were equally obscure. <laughs> Right. My bad. I shouldn't have done that. But um, did you know is basically a random fact that people don't know. Mm. In general, about anything. mm -hmm. I can go first. Yeah, you go first. Give me a second. So did you know that in Angel in Disguise, there's a male voice in the background that says, another, you baby, another, another. So that person is Joe. Did you know that? Oh. You probably no. knew that. I did not know that. And I love a, a fun fact about music like that. You know. You know. Add a little mm-hmm. something. Let me think. I'm, um, like, I want to be, I want to drop something on everybody, but maybe <laughs> that's my ego. Maybe I need to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chill out. Humble um, yourself. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put people on, but what? Um, did you know, now this is going to sound nerdy, but did you know that when caterpillars metamorphosize into butterflies, their entire body liquefies and then puts itself back together and that's where butterflies come from? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know, fact check it and at me if you want, but that's that's what I was told. So that blew mine and... Wow. Uh, to this day, Whoa. I'm just like, life is crazy. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> a word. Is wild. <laughs> You're coming up with words because, you know, I think a lot of people, and you know this, people always say, well, you know, from a caterpillar to the butterfly, and you got to transform right. transform yourself or whatever. But, like, <laughs> if you're talking about liquefying yourself, right. like, and putting yourself Why back together... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, if that ain't a word, I don't know what a word is. So, Are you ready to, to be liquefied <laughs> and reborn? Because... <laughs> Look, 
<laughs> Look, I was not expecting that word. Look. Well, we have it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to pick the last one. We don't have many okay. left. Um, let me see what I have here. Oh, that would be fun. Um, I'm going to do... Okay, can we do two more? <laughs> and then I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm you're like, I'm tired. Um, the first one is... No, my... no, let's do it. Okay, cool. The first one is My Pride. And My Pride is, um, you know, for this month, all of the episodes are dedicated to queer-related um, guests. And, mm. you know, just how do you identify and just what... Um, well, I have questions from there. So it's just like, how do you identify? Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask from there. Sure. Yeah. I, I identify as queer. Mm-hmm. So you have a girlfriend and, mm-hmm. um, I kind of talked, well, I didn't tell you the full thing, but I wanted to know what has been your experience, um, being queer, identifying as queer, and having a girlfriend. Because I would imagine it would be different, um, at least externally to other people, uh, if you mm-hmm. were queer and you had a boyfriend. So I have some questions because I had a, a something that came up or something that I saw this week that made me think about this. But, you know, what has been your mm-hmm. experience um, having a girlfriend as a queer person? Yeah. Um, it is a good question because, um, we still live in a time where people assume that what you look like is who you are. Mm -hmm. And we often don't necessarily look like who we are. We may not present as what is assumed, um, you know, like, we may not always present in ways that people associate with queerness or, you know, I guess I'll speak for myself, but, um, and you know, like, I, I think a lot of what makes it difficult is that if people were to look at me and my partner with kind of like simple eyes is the best way I can put it, <laughs> um, <laughs> they would, they would see like a, a very like normative couple right Mm -hmm. um heteronormative specifically couple and that's not the case but it's also really none of their business to know anything about us in general so i think like often what i find myself doing because as much as i um think like understanding who you are is important. I think it's a lot less important for other people to understand who you are. And I sort of Mm -hmm. like have a love hate relationship with the idea of coming out because it feels so closely tied to this system that we have to express who we are because we're different than what's considered default or normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But I often find myself just leaving breadcrumbs for people to pick up if they're paying attention. Um, yeah. so that I don't need to actually do very much explaining. Um, and that's usually not going outside of myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is strange to kind of have to convince people of, of my queerness because of who I'm with, um, yeah. as though those things are always going to be a one-to-one. And 
I would also say that it's it's strange as well for me to, to just work to maintain um, those parts of myself that are not necessarily, um, you know, like being expressed in my relationship at every given moment. Like my queerness is definitely tied to my politics, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's the the sort of like romance or sexuality part of it that is not that I'm disengaged from, but it's definitely not necessarily going to be present in every way in my relationship with the woman. So mm-hmm. um, it definitely takes like effort to maintain in general, like myself in a relationship mm-hmm. to make sure that I am separate from my partner as hopefully like most folks who are working towards good boundaries and healthy boundaries um, mm-hmm. are working towards. Um, and then I think like it also helps that like um, you know, my partner is not looking at anything with simple eyes, right? Like yeah. my partner um, is really with the shit and um, and I don't have to really worry about um, how that's going to come into play with how we're interacting with other people, how we're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, neither of us has to deny parts of ourselves in order to like, be together and I think like that Mm. more than anything else outside of us and how that feels and looks to other people is like crucial like we get to be our full selves together and like that is sort of bottom line um what makes any other challenge feel you know like yeah doable easy you know I love it what um does, is your partner queer at all or no? I think the way that my partner would answer is she rejects the idea of most people being straight. Okay. <laughs> so I, get that. I think like she's she's like, why would anybody go through the effort of identifying that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's sort of the way that she would explain express it that's how she's expressed it to me um yeah cool. i asked that because like i think when people i'm thinking about this episode of um oh gosh what show is that insecure where molly would mm-hmm. do you watch insecure i do yeah i know okay. exactly what you're talking about okay so <laughs> the episode where molly was dating this guy um and he had a same-sex experience a prior like way prior he was comfortable enough with himself he shared it maybe on the first or second Mm -hmm. date and molly just couldn't get past that you know and he seemed like a really good guy and you know kind of got away because she just couldn't get over that so you know i feel like you know even it kind of depends on the woman's perspective of that as well but i think a lot of it comes out of fear of lack or something like that, where, you know, I can't mm. provide all of these things to you, so why would I? Or thinking that you don't really want to be with me, this is a cover-up for something, which we don't have to get into, but, mm. you know, I think the more I think about it, and I'm, I'm listening to you talk about it, you know, regardless if your, your partner is queer or not, your relationship is really what you know, you to make that, 
you know, and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking the fear of lack is just weird to me because if you're thinking about heterosexual relationships, like, you know, if it's a guy, he could look at another woman, he could cheat, he could like that, that could be a, a version of lack, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know why it would be okay if you cheated with a girl versus you know, a man or a woman versus a man. I don't, I don't really get that. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever boundaries you set up for yourself, that should be the boundaries. And if everyone's truthful with how they feel, then you should mm-hmm. be fine, you know? And kind of to your point where like, well, it doesn't really matter what other people think or me proving myself. It's about what's happening in your relationship. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. miss opportunities to be with some really really great people because they're thinking a too much about what other people are thinking and B they are not really 100% with themselves so they can present themselves Mm -hmm. in a relationship as it's truthful. So you can have a relationship with someone from an honest space. Like, look, this makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you these questions. Let me, uh, you know, I'm insecure about these things. Let me ask you these things. How do we set boundaries so we feel comfortable with each other? And then whoever the person is, they can say, well, that doesn't work for me or that does work for me. And if it does work for you, then you walk in that. So I heard a lot of that in what you were talking about. So, you know, I just know there's some people who are like, nope, (laughs) I can't do that. But it's coming from such a like insecure place you know if it doesn't work for you Mm -hmm. that's that's fine but why doesn't it work for you i think is the better question and for a lot of people it's it's not from the healthiest of of spaces yeah yeah i mean i would agree i that episode was tough for me and I, i actually don't remember when it came out but i remember being like yeah like this is what i'm afraid of Mm -hmm. when i seek relationships or intimacy with women i'm i'm insecure that they would see like my queerness as undesirable right which is definitely like part of my own insecurity that i need to work through and also like if that's the case like that person was not not for me right not in any sort of healthy or meaningful way but i think what you said about like this just being at the root of that that's like insecurity with the homophobic candy coating right like the candy the candy coating (laughs) might make it taste a little better or make it look real shiny but at the end of the day like that's about that person right yeah because who is definitely not about is me because i'm not doing anything except what i'm supposed to do right so like at the end of the day like i don't really have time for somebody to try and get over that in order to be with me Mm -hmm. nor do i have the energy to pour into that like see me see me after class right like don't i don't yeah. i don't want to i don't want to be present for the whole moment that you're having right now um and i yeah i do think like this the fear of of lack like you said or that insecurity that that's just going to be present period for yeah. anybody who's having that kind of thought pattern um and so again like that feels very like loosely tied to queerness and very like strongly tied to what this person worries about and is insecure about, um, which is also relatable, right? Like we, we all get like that, but in that moment, 
you're asking the other person to deal with what you're insecure mm-hmm. about yourself. And that's, that's a losing game. Exactly. Exactly. And I definitely, you know, I know there's, you know, I, I, I've talked about it on the show before too, but just like mm. when we're talking about black masculinity and the things that most black boys are closed off to because it means mm-hmm. something negative in their history you know in their lives Mm -hmm. i'm like man if it's okay you know to to explore Mm -hmm. what you like what you don't like for it to be um not complex but it can be whatever you want and there's going to be someone out there Mm -hmm. or you know it may be hard to find sometimes depending on other people the way other people think there's definitely Mm -hmm. people out there who who fucks with whatever you fuck with and once you find that person and y'all figure out what works for y'all like that's cool but i think you first have to really know who you are to Mm -hmm. to even have that Mm -hmm. type of connection because you know there are people who get in relationships and they they're hiding certain parts of themselves because they never really got the chance to explore it or feel like it's okay or their partner is going to think a certain way so just like if you're not really operating in truth in your relationship especially if it's mm-hmm. like you're getting married you have kids and it's like well who can you be truthful with and if queerness is part of your story right. i mean it's just part of your story and you got to be with somebody who accept that or you you can't be with them or you, you shouldn't be with them but you know right. everyone has their their own journey so i'm not here to say like you have to do this because i know it can be difficult but you know, I think that's the goal is at least with your partner to live in your mm-hmm. full self, which is sounds like what you're doing with your your partner, which is great. Thank you. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly working at it. And it reminds me a lot. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about other episodes, but it reminds me a lot of the question that that your homie asked, like, who would I have been mm-hmm. if I didn't have these limitations, if I didn't know and believe that like I wasn't supposed to be who I felt myself becoming, right? Like who, yeah. who, who, what kind of person would I be now, right? And I think that that is such a powerful and sometimes really sad question that we ask ourselves. But what it reminded me of is like this exciting potential to peel back all the layers of bullshit that you thought you were supposed to surround yourself with to look at what's left of you, and that's that's the part of you that that you want to share with somebody else right it's not the like the the raggedy ass layers of (laughs) of like internalized shit that doesn't belong to you right like that's not cute even though we're taught to believe that that's what somebody looks like um on picture day right like that's somebody's (laughs) best self but the reality is like that's that's not you and and putting all those layers down and feeling lighter because of it and allowing yourself to just like be your authentic self, like who that attracts, that's who's for you. Right. And I think like, I don't know, I feel, I feel really lucky to be experiencing that now. Um, and from what I see of, of you and clay, it seems like similar stuff happening over there too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. I still haven't <laughs> met your partner. Like I know who they are. But I've never met them. Uh, yeah, I would love for y'all to meet. I think y'all would really enjoy each other. I'll be the judge of that. I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually just in LA, um, where she's from. Um, 
But, you know, these times are hard to just have people meeting each other out the blue. But No, I get it. Okay. It'll happen. Yeah, so... If you come to New York and actually say hello... Wow. Next time, maybe... Look, yeah. look, look. <laughs> I was there for like a day or two. To just bring it back full circle. <laughs> Well, we should have joined y'all in the park. I'm just you're saying, right. Like, you're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're I not. Apologize. We're not. We're not going anywhere. Come slide when you're ready. Cool. All right. So the last one I'm gonna do um, from the wheel. There's two that's really mm-hmm. good. But I'm just gonna pick one, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna participate because I already did it before. But it's called. Um, oh, let me find it. It's called, uh, oh, Thank My Mama. So do you know what mm. that is? Tell me more. I, okay. I was looking at that one and I was like, yeah. if that comes up. <laughs> yeah, so Thank My Mama is basically you come up with an award. It can be an award that is live, so like a real one. So a Grammy, an Oscar, an Emmy for whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you make it up. So the first time I did it, I made up a, it was a Beyonce, Brandy, something so you can do that (laughs) so you say the award you say what it's for and you do your thank you speech and you know Mm. pretty quick because you know the music will start to play if you take too long but yeah that's that's what it is (laughs) so i'll quiet you know quiet down everyone shut up shut up all right um all right you're on the stage oh i just you know, thank y'all so much for this opportunity. My 10th Grammy. Um, at this point, I don't really care about them that much. But at the end of the day, I know that it takes a village to make these things happen. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank my beautiful mother for always supporting me and offering me such love and care and beautiful examples of how to, to give. I want to thank my sisters for being inspirations. I want to thank the ancestors for always having my back, never allowing me to feel alone. I want to thank my community for pushing me up, for being the ones at my shows first in line. Um, I want to thank my partner who um, who has, has always made me feel beautiful. God, I'm about to cry, Jazz. What the hell? You got me out here extra <laughs> in my feelings. That's the um, purpose. The, the music's coming up in a yeah, second. Yeah, well, cue the music. Yeah, no, like, that's it. You're, you're, yeah, you're bringing me out the stage. <laughs> Those horns. <laughs> and with that, we have our Wheel of Randomness episode. Thank you for that. Um, before we close out, I ask everyone this month about... Um, we're related question, but it's the same question. But, you know, who is someone in your life who has been a role model for you as a queer individual? Queer individual. Mm. Mm. Good question. I would say... I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody's story specifically, but I would say that right now, the young people in my life who are standing in their truth decades before people my age were doing it, I feel so inspired by them. Um, and I recognize that we're all always, in many of our communities, standing on the shoulders of folks that have come before us 
Um, but I just feel so lucky to live in a time where I can see young people saying, this is me right now, period, end of story. Like, I'm not changing. I'm not conforming. You're not about to erase any part of me. I'm going to let you know exactly who I am, what I stand for, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is just so moving to me. And I feel lucky to live in a time where we can think back to, like, folks before us, but also look at folks coming up that are just as radical and and revolutionary and just like sounding off these resounding yeses to themselves in the way that like I looked to folks who came before me to see. Mm -hmm. So having the vantage point of like, this happened before me, I'm trying to do this. And now I see these young folks doing that too. And not to be like, you know, these young people, but like, you (laughs) know, I'm... I'm 32 now. I feel like that, you know, gives me some sort of eldership, especially in the queer circle, right? Like, you're now. Yeah, I'm zaddy now. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like, I just like, (laughs) I like, I I just, I I feel really lucky and grateful to to see that happening in both directions in time. Um, So I would say the young people um, in my life right now. Mm, That's beautiful. Yes. Cool. So that's the end of our show. Uh, tell us, you know, where the people can find you if you want them to and plug yourself. I know you got music and all that. So, you know, let us know what's up. Yes. Um, folks can find me on Instagram. My handle is at I'm Henry Hank. Um, and you can find me um, in terms of my work at The New Kid. That's T-H-E-N-E-W-K-I-I-I-D, three I's. Um, don't ask me why I decided to be complicated about it, but I thought it looked cute and we're rolling with it. So <laughs> you can find me on anywhere music is streamed. Um, don't bother going to my Instagram because I don't be on there as an artist, but um, do feel free to give my stuff a listen and I hope you like what you hear. Yeah, I will. cool so that's all we have for today thank you again henry hank i really really enjoyed (laughs) this first like will of randomness episode because i was like i don't know how this gonna work out but it, it worked out beautifully so thanks again for coming on the show to everyone else uh remember to subscribe to the great overthinker on apple and spotify podcasts don't forget to follow us on instagram the great overthinker is our handle Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far on the podcast, please, please, please share with your friends, all your friends. Let them know what's up. Let them know what we talk about. If you have listener questions or you would like to inquire about being a guest on the show, please visit our website, thegreatoverthinker.com. All right, y'all. Until next time. Thanks again, Henry, for coming on the show. Happy Juneteenth to all of y'all. Thank you for having me. No, for sure. Come back again, and maybe we can talk about some other stuff <laughs> that's not random. But, you know, yes. thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. So until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.